2: And what a difference a week makes. If you remember, you do remember, you do remember last Saturday morning we were all shivering in the studio because the snow was outside. Worried whether we could get around in Atlanta because the inches, inches, plus inches of snow that had fallen unexpectedly last weekend. People out in the western part of the county were waking up oh, the city. I mean, were waking up and seeing that the snow had not stopped overnight, that it was still going to eight, nine, ten inches some places. Paulding County, Douglas County, Carroll County had lots and lots of snow. The people over here a little bit east of that had two or three or four inches, and that was pretty fun. And finally things started thawing out on Saturday afternoon, a little bit more on Sunday, a lot more on Monday, and then the snow I still see little bitty patches along the highway, but the snow, for the most part, is gone. Today it's 29.5 degrees outside, colder than it was last Saturday when it went back and forth between 31 and 32, 31 and 32 for the whole three hours of the Lawn and Garden show. If you have a question this morning, of course, our number is 404-872-0750. 404-872-0750. Now, what I've been doing this week is farming my amaryllis. I went to a store and went actually online in a couple of places and got some new different kinds of amaryllis that I'm raising in my house. And I have gifts that I'll be able to give those to people around the neighborhood that are friends of mine. Plus, I think there's a special one in there for Ashley and maybe one for Jason, too. There might be a special amaryllis for them this morning. But I really think amaryllis is one of the best and most fun Presents you can give. They're presents that have an element of expectation in them. You see the leaves come out, and then you see the stem come up, and the flower bud at the end of it. Then all of a sudden, they explode. There's never an amaryllis that is disappointing. There's never one that has a little tiny flower on it. Amaryllis go boom! They bloom like crazy. Sometimes two, three, four flowers at the end of the stalk, and then, if you want to, this is something I've been doing for a couple of years, you cut the stalk off, you leave it inside the house until it gets warm outside, you can take it outside in the pot or plant it in your garden if you want to, leave it outside, many of them will overwinter, and they'll bloom successively in usually the latter part of May... Middle of May to the latter, latter part of May they bloom then outdoors And you have these wonderful flowers outdoors And again, your neighbors are saying What is that big monster flower that's so pretty over there In the corner of the, of the garden? So amaryllis is just one of those great plants I think that you can buy early They're just a few bucks a piece Put it in a pot In my case, I have a little greenhouse in my sunroom And I put them in there to warm them up And get started rooting And get started with the leaves coming out So I'd have something to show to Ashley and Jason this morning If you have questions about holiday plants, like Christmas cactus, amaryllis, um, any other wreath questions, if you have a wreath that you want to know a little bit more about how to keep it fresh, or Christmas tree questions, if today is your day, the week before Christmas, for you to finally get out and get Christmas trees. Pike, I think, has a great sale on Christmas trees going on right now. But if you have a question about any of those things, 404-872-0750. First in line comes our friend Nicole and Griffin G.A., Mr. Hey good morning. Mr. Reed. Mr. Cole, good morning. It was snowing
3: last week.
2: Yeah, right. It was snowing this week. Not anymore today. It's cold, but it's not
3: snowing. Uh, this amaryllis, um, the second year, would they rebloom? Or do you have
2: to feed, feed them like crazy? No, they generally will rebloom the second year. What I'm when I say second year, I'm thinking about if you bloom and have them for winter time, they're not going to bloom in May following the winter. But if you leave them outdoors and they have the t- chance to go dormant um, during the fall and succeeding winter, then the next year after that they bloom in May, usually. And they'll bloom in May thereafter.
3: So, did they rebloom the same color?
2: Yeah, sure do. Um, and big, big, mountains. sometimes really, if you ha- had one flower on the stalk that you had indoors, it might have two or three because outdoors they get so much more sunshine. They're just so much more vigorous when you have them outdoors.
3: Uh, I did one year. I was really successful, but I got him uh, with uh, without no water for uh, a month or two. I, that does help.
2: That you mean? Were you trying to make it bloom at Christmas?
3: Yeah, around uh, inside the house. Yeah, But yeah. I know it needs to be dry because if it's soggy, for some reason, uh, but we're really successful, I took some picture inside. and yeah. I have one in the pot that's been there for three or four years, never bloomed.
2: If, if you want to make one bloom indoors for Christmas, again, you can take the ones that you have outside, the ones that you grow in a pot or in the garden outdoors, dig it up in um, September is when you should do this. Either dig it out of the ground or with your pot. You cut off all the leaves. You want the bulb to think wintertime has come, dormant season has come. You don't water them. You don't do anything to them. If it's in a pot, sometimes I'll turn the pot on the side to remind myself, don't put any water on this amaryllis. But then if it has that dormant season for um, a couple of months, then you start watering around Thanksgiving, put it in a warm place around Thanksgiving or the week after. There it is blooming at Christmas like like you forced it to.
3: Uh, What's the perfect environment outside?
2: Uh, I have given mine, usually it's not full sun, but sun comes up in the morning, let me think. Uh, probably the sun goes away and gets to be shady around 1 o'clock.
3: So underneath the tree, one is dry, and they need to have their shoulder uh, showing, isn't it? You
2: could, yeah. That's a good point, Nicole. The shoulder, the upper part of the bulb needs to be out of the ground just a little bit so you see the shoulders of the amaryllis bulb. Because like you say, sometimes if they get wet, they'll rot, and mostly that's because the top center part gets underground.
3: Oh, and sometimes if it, they get too dry, you lose them because yeah. I put them outside underneath the wood and uh, it didn't come back. Yeah, it, it was probably too dry; they don't get enough water. Yeah, but yeah. like any uh, bulbs, they need to have uh, the upper parts dry. They give not the- every
2: bulb because daffodils don't need to have every part dry. The upper part dry; they live underground pretty nicely.
3: All right. All right, so, all
2: right. Uh, I don't know why it is amaryllis, but your experience is the same as mine. If the top gets wet and gets soggy, count them out. They're not going to be there anymore. Uh,
3: what What's your experience with ryegrass,
2: Mr. Reed? Uh, plant it today. If it's warm, plant it today. It'll be up in green and uh, up to the cow's shoulders by the week after next.
3: Well, uh, the reason why I'm asking, <laughs> I went to a place that sells <laughs> seed uh not the big bookstore, store but yeah. another place. And I said, I need one pound and they give you, you know, in the bag and they have a bunch of them in the back in the back and he told me said what kind? I said, About only one kind. There's twenty five kinds.
2: Of ryegrass. Yes! Yeah. Yeah, different kind of pasture grasses and things like that. Yes, I guess there are. But we only need for most lawns, you know, in the metro Atlanta area, we only need what's called annual ryegrass, the ryegrass that comes up and then gets uh, hot in May and dies away so you can plant your permanent grass there.
3: Well, he was explaining me that it's because they, uh, what uh, whatever, um, uh, uh, not field but uh, whatever, um, you know, I'm losing my name. <laughs> the livestock, the livestock, the whatever is, livestock right. they have, because different uh, need for different livestock. That's why uh, it was telling me there's 25.
2: I didn't grass. know that. So those must be the perennial rye that they do use for grazing sometimes. So, yeah, I didn't know there were that many varieties of perennial ryegrass though.
3: Yeah, it surprised me, too. I me Besides ryegrass, what would you what kind of seed would you plant?
2: At this time of year? Yes. Oh, you could probably do pretty well with poppy seeds because poppy seeds a lot of times can go through the winter and sort of start the whole germination process in the wintertime when it's cold. And then it sprouts up in the spring. It's probably better to plant poppy back in October, but you might get success by planting it now. Uh, so poppies... Um, Lettuce and all this stuff? New, it's cold. If you had a little coal frame that you could put the lettuce seeds in and get, let them get started, let, two or three or four inches long, and then you could take the top off the coal frame and the lettuce would be fine for the rest of the winter, generally.
3: Let's say you had some pansy uh, uh, seed. Yeah. Would, would they start? Depending on the environment, gotta have,
2: be yeah. You got to be kept cool the whole time. That's the thing about pansies is they need to be cool, and that's why they're never successful in my garden ever planting seeds of pansies. I don't know. Good question.
3: Well, You're I have those big rock. I was telling you, I put some sand and that mix one. But I need something, too, because you bring the sand inside because it's a pathway. Hmm. So that's why I was thinking maybe pansy and lettuce. I'm going to yeah. try. I mean, don't try, right.
2: try to see Let us know. report back. We'll see what happens.
3: All right, Mr. All
2: right. It's lovely talking to you once again, Nicole. Have a wonderful Christmas. See you next Saturday.
3: Enjoy your day.
2: Enjoy your day as well. It is 6-17. We'll be back to more lawn and garden after this.
1: This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Come back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. I wish I lived in the golden age, giving it up on the Broadway stage. Hang with the rats and smoke cigars. Have a break with we'll Frank and count the stars. Dress to the night,
0: nice, we'll head to match. Shiny jewels, casino cash. Tapping All fake, right,
2: I give up, Jason. Talk to me. I wouldn't expect you to know this. It's the Astro Galaxy Tour. The song is called Golden Age? Correct. The Astro Galaxy Tour was not on my playlist recently. It was on a Heineken commercial years ago, and that's the only reason I know the song. My friends, the best garden radio music in America right here brought to you by Jason Byers. A quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. Mostly sunny today. 55 degrees a high usually, we think. We're not so sure because of the snow last weekend that we thought we wouldn't have so much of it. Low overnight, 37. Late chance of rain tomorrow. Maybe a little rain moving in the afternoon. Sunday, the high is 56. Low in the evening, around 30, we think. 404 8720757 Number my brother Charlie from Ocala. Charlie, Charlie, Charlie. Hey, man, good morning.
4: Y'all cold up
2: there, huh? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, since you moved down to Ocala, we are cold and you are warm.
4: Yeah, check it out
2: at 52. <laughs> What's going sure. on, Charlie?
4: All right, I got my tomatoes coming on. Yeah. You know, we grow different down here now than y'all do up there. Yeah. So I've got some coming on, and other we got a little cold down here the other day, so I put them in the barn, which kept them from freezing. But they're not getting enough light. So with the, with the tomatoes coming on,
2: right.
4: I do have a grow light. Can I add some put them in the barn at night and add light to them. And if I do, which light should I add to them, the grow light or the fruit light?
2: You know, totally. They only need about 16 hours. They need at least eight hours, six to eight hours of darkness at night. So part of the time in the barn, turn the lights off, just leave them in the dark. Right, right.
4: See, I bring them out during the day, and then I take them in at night. So I'm thinking if they have more daylight, my tomatoes will come on better than they did last year.
2: Is it a... uh, fluorescent lights or LED lights? What kind of lights are you... It, it's to, you the, uh,
4: they call them... One of them, it puts off what they call red light, which right. is red, and the other is blue light, which is not blue. So I'm. But is it, one of them's for fruiting, and one of them's for growing, is but, all I know.
2: But are they LED, or are they fluorescent? Are
4: you, They're uh, great big old light bulbs.
2: Okay, then that's different. E- My bet, Charlie, is you will not see much difference between either one. I mean, okay. I'd recognize that they market it and say this is they've got warmer reds for the fruiting and warmer blues for the leafing and growing and all that kind of stuff. But the only way you really get control of light frequencies and the light uh, intensity is with LED. And if these are just regular light bulb type things, they may have a coating inside to make them redder or bluer well, or whatever.
4: There's a... There's but, a I, I can't... Uh, it's... Mercury Vapor, is that sound and, Oh Yeah,
2: yeah, um, Mercury Vapor, too. But still, even though they may have, you know, marketing as the fruiting or the growing or the whatever bulb, it's probably not going to make much difference with the Mercury Vapor lights. I mean, Just I, as
4: long as they get uh, a good amount of light.
2: As long as you get a lot of light in there, you'll be fine. Again, 8 hours of darkness, 16 hours of light outdoors or under your light. Either way, the tomatoes should come on just fine.
4: Okay, well, we had a... Uh, had a pretty good uh, turnout of uh, pink-eyed purple hoes going in the sand. Yeah. And uh, I had to keep them watered, but I figured out what it is. I guess it's like when you give watermelons too much water, you
2: take yeah. the sweet out of them. Yeah.
4: When you water pink-eyed purple hose, you take that pink eye taste That's out the of them, I guess.
2: Charlie, it's great here. Great to hear from you. Call again, my friend. We miss talking Have to you. Christmas. We'll see you soon. Have a great Christmas as well. It's six twenty-eight. News Talk WSB. This is Lawn and Garden, and we'll be right back after news. It's 6.35 on a Saturday morning. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be more successful with your houseplants, with your Christmas plants, even with your lawn, your shrubs, and your trees. If you, have, if you have questions about broken trees, broken shrubs, give me a call, 404-872-0750. Robert is here in Atlanta and wants to take issue with me and my answer about how or whether we could grow live oaks in Atlanta. Hey, Robert, good morning.
1: Oh, no, sir. No. First of all, Merry Christmas, Happy oh, New well, Year! Oh, thank you, sir, Robert. Secondly, uh, the, my big question is: We always call them uh, wild azaleas. Yeah. They they grow along the banks of Nancy Creek, Pixie Creek.
2: Sure, sure.
1: And uh, you'll see them in white varieties, a pink and white, and white. My deal is somewhere in my mind about I'm interested in a rare plants, yeah. Georgia, the orange varieties. Somewhere in my mind did I hear that the orange variety only grows in Doraville or the DeKalb County. No. That's what I thought. There are oranges I have, that
2: grow in I, Callaway Gardens. I know they grow down there.
1: Every, everywhere. But I, I, I know I didn't make it up. I didn't dream it. But, uh, but I, I know that's, that's the truth. But you don't see a lot of the orange variety no. more than the others.
2: Yeah, I, I see yellow, orange, red... And particularly, I go to Callaway Gardens every year to see the native azaleas during the summertime, and they're wide range of colors down there. Right.
1: Okay, well, that, that, that eliminates that. Uh, now, as, as far as live oak, I have two live oaks uh, where I live in yeah. North Georgia. They've been there. Uh, the mama tree is 36 inches in diameter, and the father tree is... Uh, about 24 inches in diameter.
2: How far north do you live?
1: Uh, Doorville.
2: Okay, not Brasselton or someplace like that. Yeah, okay.
1: All right. What What I'm asking you is, these trees uh, were, you know, being as old as they are, would they be a better mix to get those trees living in the northern part of Georgia? Uh, north, uh, I would like to, you know, the the acorns on, on a live oak are very small. Sure. And how can I ask you this? How many leaves Is it three or four different leaves that are different uh, configurations? Oh,
2: or live oak, three yeah. at least. I know there's three. Because I can visualize them. Right, right, yeah, right. Sometimes they have that's little prickles can, on them. That's,
1: them. that's how you can tell them from a live oak, yeah.
2: Right. A I mean, oak.
1: oak right? Yeah, or laurel oak. More oak, right. Okay. So w- would you think that I... I know you had a caller last week that wanted a lot oats. Uh, is there any reason that we might be able to just take some of those acorns and uh, since they've always grown up in this yeah. area?
2: You could try no it. One. I mean, you're, you're what you're talking about... Is provenance, is what we call provenance, Robert, is when a plant has been grown in a certain environment for a while, then has sort of adapted to it, and the the acorns of this oak would be more adapted to cold, maybe, than a live oak that's been growing in Savannah or South Georgia for many, many years. It is certainly worth a try. All right, I'm not going to guarantee it, but that oh, is. Oh no, I wouldn't
1: getting, ask you to do that. You've got
2: trees that are have grown in Dorville to a great big. So I don't see why they wouldn't be at least a chance they would grow further north. The, in fact, you know I got a a, a newspaper Q and A from a lady who had one growing in Brasselton and I got her to send me pictures of the leaves, and the, you know, I have the four different kind of leaves on it, uh, and the acorns. I'm sure that it is a live oak. It's growing much further north than I thought live oaks would grow, should grow. They usually succumb to cold because it's just a little bit too cold in the wintertime, in my experience, here in Atlanta. But Brazelson, okay, she's got one there, and maybe Charlie can get one to grow way up in Blairsville or somewhere in north, north Georgia, given the moving upward of the warming trends in America and the possible provenance of your oak tree try it and see let me know let me go in what three or four five years let me know how they grow thanks for calling robert i appreciate it we got wade on the line whoops wade comes to us from kentucky hey wade welcome to and garden Hi, sir how can i help
5: uh, i'm gonna ask you a couple questions um x my mother had some plants i don't know the exact name of them but she she was on to me i'm having water all summer long yeah take care of them. if they, if they wasn't moist i got scolded okay but there's a little plant, uh, and it was in a pot outside, and she told me just, it'll be fine over the winter, it'll come back next spring. Now, it's been kind of cold up here, we didn't get to snow like y'all did. But uh, do I need to bring that pot inside?
2: What is it, winter? Wade? What is the plant? Wade, you got to tell me the name of the plant. Uh, it's a little bitty,
5: tiny pink blooms. It was her great-grandmother's little bitty tiny.
2: Wait, wait, wait! I got a picture of it. I it. <laughs> but I mean, it,
5: is I better off leaving it outside like it's been for years, or do you bring it? If inside? your
2: mother told you to do it, do what your mama says. And got if you got if you. you doubt your mother and think, man, I don't want to lose this, I've had it the family for generations, then bring it in briefly when it's you know cold at night, and take it back outside when it's not so terribly cold
5: about apple trees, Walter? she got some apple trees that need a little trimming. Now yeah. time to do it, or too late?
2: No, we're fine. I think anytime after the leaves are gone, we've had a pretty good frost, and y'all have had a pretty good frost in Kentucky. And I would think between now and the 1st of February, that's about right. That's about right to prune them up.
5: Okay. Now, um, buddy of mine, we've got a piece of property. I think I, he asked you last year, but I don't remember the answer. Uh, the natural holly, the one with the real red berries on in North Georgia, and the Kalamaga, Saltville area.
2: American holly, okay. okay.
5: Uh, we have, whoa. We have uh, tons of them on the property. It's a twenty-acre spread, and we kind of wanted to move some of them to kind of like line the road.
2: Oh, nice! All right, go ahead.
5: Uh, yeah, well, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's up there by the northeast Georgia Botanical things on Hurricane Creek. Got it. It's uh, I mean, right adjacent to it. We're between Hurricane Creek and Edgewell River. So, is it okay to dig those up and move them this time of year? Or do we need to wait the spring? You or? know,
2: I would wait until it's a nice sort of warm day to work, but you need... They shouldn't be any taller. Let me think. Wait, let me put my hand here on my waist. I think the ones that will transplant best, weight are the ones that are waist-high, not any bigger White than family. that. Don't try to tell me I'm getting a 10-foot-tall American holly. They will have yeah. a real hard time adapting to the new place that you put them in because you're going to lose so many roots in transplanting. And the ones that are about waist-high will have a good root system if you dig them carefully. They'll take off when you plant them by the next to the road and give you a nice... Um, Screen or, or you know lining to the road over the next three or four years. Yeah, wait, do the okay, small got, ones again if you got, got a lot of bunches to of them. From, knee high to waist high. Knee high to waist high is perfect size.
5: Uh, I appreciate it, Walter. Y'all have a good Christmas. Enjoy listening to you and do me a favor, put me on hold because I had to listen to you. I had to call you and get put on hold. Listen, I listened to O'Neill <laughs> and uh, when you called her, right. your screen caller come on. She said, "Hello, am I? Uh, she talking to me? Uh-huh. Yeah, I got a question."
2: Oh, all right. If you I'll put, put me you
5: on hold. i get you list of your show, sir. i put
2: you on hold, Wade, for a little bit. 643 at Newstalk WSB. David comes to us from Tucker, GA. Hey, David. Good morning.
1: I'm going Merry Christmas, Walter.
2: Merry Christmas to you, too, David.
1: Um, I know this is too early, but I'd rather call in too early than too late. Um, what? what is the success rate on starting cantaloupe and watermelon inside and then transplanting them outside when it gets warm enough?
2: It's a good success rate, but a lot of people start them too early. And you, if you've not done it before, may not know if you start cantaloupe and kind of watermelon, squash too, they germinate like crazy. They're like up and out of the soil in two days. And within three days indoors, they might be four or five inches long, five days, six days, seven days, and it's more longer than that. And if you start them back in February, like you do tomatoes, you'll have a vine six feet long inside the house, real straggly looking. And uh, so you don't, you don't. Start the germination process. I wouldn't start it till around the first of April. You really shouldn't plant these in the soil until it's real warm. That'll be the end of April. So, first of April, first week in April is probably the time to do the squash and the watermelon seed indoors.
1: Oh, okay. I I tried it last year, and they didn't germinate quite that fast. I don't think I quite had enough light on them.
2: Yeah, and need warm soil too. That's another thing. If you don't have a bottom heat for the soil, if the soil stays at room temperature. They don't germinate all that well at 72 degrees, but they do great at like 75 to 80. That's where the germination is best for the squash seeds, and that's hard to find indoors unless you have a little warming pad underneath.
1: Right. Okay. So that that warming pad will be available in your usual garden shop?
2: You know, I'm... <laughs> David, you're a reasonably handy guy. Let me tell you about this. I got a heating tape that you use to wrap pipes with. It's just a things, you plug it in, it wraps, it goes around and around the pipes and keeps them from freezing in the wintertime. And so I made a little, uh, for lack of a better word, a little platform with uh, pieces of strips of wood that I wove that tape back and forth and back and forth and back and forth around the strips of wood. So they didn't touch each other. I didn't want the tape to touch itself, so it went down the rows between the strips of wood Put a plug on one end and a timer, and that heating pad would come on when it reached a certain temperature or when I t- told it to come on because of the temperature in my sunroom. It heated just perfectly. I put the pot on top of it. The pot was suspend- suspended about, oh, I guess, a half an inch to an inch above the heating tape. Man, it was great. I put a thermometer into the soil, 75 degrees. Great. Did a fabulous job. So you can make one yourself pretty easily. Wow. Yeah. Just got the tape from one of the big box stores and plugged it in, and boom de boom there we went.
1: Okay, great. Something to do... Uh...
2: <laughs> Something to do while you're waiting to put the seeds in the ground for your watermelon, yeah.
1: Actually, thank you very
2: much. You bet, David. Thanks for calling. Don't forget, if you go tomorrow to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution sales site in your neighborhood, whether it's a Kroger or a racetrack or maybe have it delivered to your house, tomorrow is a great day for the Sunday Atlanta Journal-Constitution. They're going to have a 36-page page Pull out, souvenir pull out of the whole year's triumph for the University of Georgia Bulldogs. Pictures of the dogs, pictures of their uh, winning games, pictures of the Auburn game, Yahoo for that. All that is going to be tomorrow as an extra part of the Atlanta Journal Constitution, which you can get, as I said, at Kroger, at Racetrack, or have it home delivered. I look forward to my home delivered, home delivered, home, what am I saying, my home delivered Atlanta Journal Constitution, because I get to set up and read it in the mornings, and I really enjoy doing that on Sundays your home for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Be sure to have it either picked up at the local stores or have it delivered to your house, and it's a great newspaper. At 647 at Newstalk WSB. We'll be back after this.
1: This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend, and the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. Ah, oh, you can talk about the pit, barbecue, the band was jumping, the people too. Ah, oh, mess around,
4: they're doing the mess around.
2: Doing the mess around with the weather, your the weather around. report brought to you by Acme Security. Today, mostly sunny around. today, high, 55 degrees, low overnight, 37. Beautiful day, pretty much. Tomorrow, late chance of rain on Sunday, high of 56, low of 30 degrees. Your full weekend forecast, of course, comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And don't forget, today is the day, the postponed day, for the Big Herb Emery Toys for Tots Drive at Fred's Barbecue House in Little... What's Fred's Barbecue House in, Ashley?
0: Lithia Springs, Lithia which I more or less call Douglasville. Douglas is pretty close to Douglasville, right there at the edge. So you're going to be there after the show today, right? Yeah, it was scheduled for last Saturday. We're going to do a live broadcast uh, in the afternoon. But now that we've rescheduled it for today, we're going to have Dave Baker yeah. do his show, the Home Fix-It show, from 9 to noon um, at Fred's. And then we'll be there and begin loading the big UPS trucks. I say that because last year we had two loading them up at 4 p.m. with all the toys. So there's activities all afternoon, and the traffic team's going to be out there all day So right. folks are kind of welcome to just come and go And there's stuff for the kids too, face painting and all kinds of things Santa's there
2: You could eat barbecue, that's one thing at Fred's Barbecue Oh, and
0: Todd and Fred Harris do an amazing job The barbecue's out of this world
2: So what we want is for you to bring an unwrapped new toy Straight from the store Don't be one that you got last year for Christmas The new unwrapped toy, bring it to the Toys for Tots. This is for in honor of our friend Herb Emery And that's something that he had a great interest in
0: he was so passionate about this and he was so involved in the douglas county community so his widow karen has carried on this tr- uh, tradition with all of us on the traffic team and it makes us so happy to do it and honestly the suburbs out west are like home to us and it's like family to us too we yes. really enjoy this every year so
2: if you don't get to come into atlanta to one of the holiday events in downtown atlanta this is a great holiday event for the west side of the of the city to bread's barbecue house there in lithia springs From when to when, do we think?
0: Right off Thornton Road yeah. From 9 to 4 today We'll be there all day And we'll bundle him. up It's going to be a we'll little be chilly, chilly But it'll be It'll be a nice day
2: Go see Dave Baker Dave Baker of course hosted the Home Fix Show From 9 to noon today He'll be sticking around And will answer Gardening questions Or home fix questions Or anything you want to Post to Dave Baker I'm sure he would be Able to answer them
0: And I am sure I'm going to try to get him On a child's tricycle And take a photograph
2: <laughs> I think that's exactly What he needs Remember this morning If you don't get your Questions answered On the Lawn and Garden Show You can always go to my website Where you can sign up for our email newsletter. The new edition came out this past Thursday. It comes out every two weeks. We always have pictures and problems and things that people need to know seasonally. There's lots of stuff that I think would be very useful to you. For instance, a question about my Lenten Rose had Lenten Rose Black Death. What do you think about that? The whole page that I did research on got pictures of Lenten Rose Black Death for your hellebores. That's all in the newsletter this past week on my website as well. Another question we had there with pictures was uh, live oaks. We just had a discussion about live oaks and where they would grow. And I showed all the pictures of the leaves and the acorns to assure you and me that this was a live oak that she had growing in Brazelton in North Georgia. And then a guy said, I found these little, little, tiny, little white things on my Satsuma orange bush that had indoors. And so I diagnosed what that was. It turned out to be a good thing. They were gr- green lacewing eggs. He can have lacewing larvae eating with aphids and spider mites, things like that on his on his symmetry. Again, you can sign up for the newsletter at WalterReeves.com. Upper right-hand corner, click on it. That's all we want. Your email, your zip code so we know sort of where we're sending it. It comes to your email box every two weeks. At 6.58, we'll be back to more Lawn and Garden after news.